it was like Indiana freaking Jones. Like if you had stopped and stood flat for a moment, they would have been all the way up you and you'd been cooked. do this is rambling your weekly rams podcast that gives you insight of the team and news around the nfl i'm your host and team reporter serena morales coming at you from los angeles california i hope everyone is staying safe staying healthy it may be the off season but the rams are on line as they continue with their virtual meetings joining me today you know him as an nfl network host more specifically the host of the nfl red zone channel so He's well-versed when it comes to happenings around the league. Kudos to him. He became a well-versed uh, owner for a, from a dog named Viddy. Dog versus <laughs> towel play-by-play, I'm sure, is just as challenging. Um, you can catch him on at Scott Hansen on Twitter. Um, you can do challenging things like that when you went to a school like Syracuse University. Small plug. Uh, must come natural. He's the new owner of a dog named Viddy. Scott Hansen, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Serena, Matthew, welcome, welcome. It's good to be with you guys. Good to see, good to see live human beings. I've been shut in with my, my foster dog for the last week here. So good to see human faces right now. You, you fostered the dog. So this is like, we're just testing out. I mean, I feel like I want to own all the dogs, but I, you know, I feel like once we get back to things, I'm sure your job would make it very incapable of owning all these dogs <laughs> that's totally what it is I, i'm a dog guy i was dog we, my family had a dog growing up um but my career i've you know traveled all over moved all over and it wouldn't be fair to a dog for sure um, i'm single i live alone so it's like I, I can't justify having a dog in my regular you know nine to five 365 day a year uh life well here we are in quarantine and i'm sitting around i'm going stir crazy like everyone else and i'm like what can i do something positive for someone, something like that. And a friend of mine on Instagram, uh, she posted that she was fostering a dog for like a couple weeks. And I, I hit her up and I said, Hey, how'd you do it? So she introduced me to, to the woman who runs a, a small dog shelter. I'm speaking to you, you guys from Los Angeles here. So I'm in LA like you. And, and uh, the rest is history. W would you like to meet little Viddy? Yeah, I, I would. I would Let love go. to meet her. I'm sure we, we were expecting a little bark or something from her. So. Hey, Viddy, you want to go worldwide? Yeah. Oh, by the way, Viddy. Yes, is, explain so like, name. I, they said I could name her, even though I only have her for a week. I have to, she has already, she's so cute. She's already been adopted. Oh and unfortunately, God. I did not have the option to adopt her. Oh, uh, because, man. because there was someone else already in line okay. and and when you see her and meet her you'll be like okay i understand how she got adopted quickly um but i'm i'm falling for her and i'm like i don't want to say goodbye to her i'll, I'll even get emotional seriously i'll get emotional right now thinking about it but she's been a sweet girl and we've been growing together and this will be amazing. her this will be her zoom debut amazing this is this is great exclusive. <laughs> i love this <laughs> Oh man, look, I can't wait. She's really cute. I've, if you go on Scott Hansen's um, Twitter, you can yeah. see him call play-by-play -play, uh, with her um, going against an old towel. Come uh, here, very here. impressive work. Now she won't get out of her crate. So I'm crate training her, which you read that that's like a really good thing to do. And she's getting comfortable. Here we go, come here. You're going to have to be like Uncle Scott or something like that. Like, I feel like you're going to have to stay connected with the, the owners. 
hundred percent. You you already guessed it because okay, here we go. Got her out. Like, can I take her out for lunch? Drum roll, please. We meet little Miss Vinny. Oh man! Oh my god! Oh my goodness! (laughs) I think I would have been like, can I can I have her? And this oh. is her praying mantis. She loves to eat bugs, so I got her a Great. praying mantis. Oh my gosh, I need this dog. I hate bugs. <laughs> oh man. Someone grab a still photo of this for me and, and send it to me after we're done here. Absolutely, not a problem. Oh my oh, gosh, she's so cute. So, this is a little Vinny. She's being really well behaved right now. Yeah, she needs she a bath. Is. I need to give her a bath. She doesn't like baths very much. Who does? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bath, not. So, compatible with quarantine okay yeah <laughs> so she's been a really good girl and we've had a couple accidents in the house and my nfl network colleagues they know i'm i'm kind of a neat freak oh. so they cannot when they see on my instagram story that i have fostered viddy they cannot believe that i have an untrained uh, you know little little girl puppy in my house Oh my gosh. And look what we we're challenges. Do. You've brought on a new challenge to yourself. You're growing, right. Scott. This is like right. a new beginning for you to be okay right. with messes. Right. That's we're true love. Right. You just deal with people's <laughs> problems. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm I'm actually really well thankful that she's not she's puppy. She's teething. She she'll bite. She this likes to amazing. bite my hand, bite my fist and stuff. Yeah. And she loves the chew toys. So I'm gonna let her. I'm gonna put her back in. But everybody, everybody, that's, that's Vinny. This is and amazing. a shout out. Shout out if I can. Yes. To Toby's Small Dog Rescue. Amazing. Toby's Small Dog Rescue in Los Angeles. If you're interested in fostering or adopting, uh, you talk to T at Toby's Small Dog Rescue, and 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 you'll get you'll get hooked up. And I hope you get a doggy as wonderful as this one right here. I think I'm going to just hang up this Zoom call now so I can get on the list. <laughs> like, I need one. Now, I'm only worried that she might, now that she just got taken out, she thinks it's playtime. Right. But, but she might start whining. So if you hear her in the background, that's what Hey, that was the best introduction. And I think this podcast is only going to go improve. So no, there we go. <laughs> this is the most unique podcast I've ever hosted. So this is amazing. <laughs> um, all right. So let's get to it, Scott. There's another animal, the Rams. They're a football team. They are ramping up to open that brand new stadium in Inglewood and play under the lights against the Cowboys for the first regular season, the home opener. How do you think the scheduling gods did with that game? Well, this, look at Howard Katz leads the team that, that puts together the NFL schedule. Now, ultimately, it's kind of done through a computer algorithm. And it's, I'm sure you guys have chronicled that where it spits out, you know, tens of thousands of potential schedules. Then they whittle it down to what they say are like a dozen or a couple dozen workable schedules. And then they, then they handpick the ones that they like based on TV matchups and, and what games they'll have when and where in the country and all this. That's absolutely one of the premier games of week one. Yeah. Um, of course, you got the Chiefs playing at home and everyone's going to be watching that. But 
new stadium. Let's hope, let's hope it is filled to the brim with with screaming Rams fans. Right. And I'm sure some Cowboy fans will infiltrate as well. They always it, do. They always do. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, can you imagine? You know, you've got you, you've got uh, Mr. Crocky, you've got Jerry Jones in opposing luxury suites. They're buddies, but they love getting after it against each other. Of course, they play the preseason. You know, they're familiar with each other, practicing and whatnot. Oh, I can't wait for that game. And by the way, I, I think – let me think if I can tell you this. Yeah, I can. And, and just, just so you know, it's not a conflict of interest or anything. You are speaking not only to the host of NFL Red Zone, you are speaking to a Rams season ticket holder. Get out. What? I bought, I bought two seats when, when, when you all moved here to Los Angeles, even though I cannot go to the games myself. I, Sundays, obviously, I'm in the studio for and I was like, are you a duplicate? I, nope. I, I bought two seats that I can use for family and friends and whatnot with. And I bought it when, when, when they moved back from St. Louis with the hopes of getting a good prime position in the new stadium. And, of course, there was the one-year delay. We thought we were going to be in the new stadium last year and stuff like that. So I've got I've – got, uh, I mean, I paid for them a pretty, pretty hefty price. Fifth row behind the Rams bench uh, off to the left, a little bit left offset of the Rams bench, but fifth row. Yeah. So maybe, maybe that first game – Again, assuming there's fans in the stands, maybe that first game I can go and I can leave our studios, which are in Culver City, California, yes. uh, you know, probably if there's no traffic, which there would be on game day, but if there's no traffic, 15 minutes to the stadium, 20 minutes mm-hmm. to the stadium, maybe I can be in my seats for the one game to see. And of course, that's the one I would want to be at, the opener. Uh, but otherwise, my family, my friends colleagues will use those tickets so yeah good to know i'll just be looking up from the field and be like all right where's scott where's this there you go that's awesome oh i love that all right well this off season sean McVay has made some big hires including an oc uh kevin o'connell and a dc brandon staley now how big are those moves do you think considering sean's resume what he's been capable of doing over the past x amount of years as the head coach well, look, it. I think all Rams fans can rest assured that the offense is going to be in good shape. Uh, you know, the Todd Gurley departure and the offensive line has had some flux and is getting older as well. But, but with McVay at the helm of the offense, it's all about the defensive side of the football to me when it comes to the, the coaching staff. And Wade Phillips was one of the one of the all timers, you know, and and y'all got to the Super Bowl and and nearly won an all-defensive Super Bowl with Wade Phillips doing his thing and Aaron Donald being one of the elite players in the NFL. So I think the defensive coaching staff is where you probably want to focus your attention because McVay is going to keep keep things tight uh, on the offensive side of the football. And you've got one more year of experience for Jared Goff at the most important position on the field. And it's, it's time. He's already shown some good football. It is time for Jared Goff this year to show great, elite like pro bowl and even beyond pro bowl level quarterbacking and and it it should be fun and they're going to need every point they can score when you look at the division for sure and i matt's always like i say this every time on the podcast we got to cut jared a little bit of slack he's gone through so many different coaching changes on offense different quarterback coach or coordinator he already knows matt already knows i'm gonna say this yeah 
<laughs> Go ahead, Matt. Do it. What, four straight years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. And a dinged um, up offensive line that went through all these yep. changes. You had guys who had never played NFL experience before. I just when people are like, why would you sign Andrew Whitworth? He's 38 years old again. And oh. I'm like, this man has consistently kept everything in check for Jared Goff. <laughs> like, yep. Yeah. No, the Whitworth re-signing was, was enormous. I remember when I was uh, NFL Network, the studio was still open at that time. And, and I was like, tell me if he's coming back or not. Not that he is Andrew Whitworth at his peak, because he is getting older and look at the body takes its wear and tear. But if Andrew Whitworth decided himself that he had another year left in him, and if the Rams still wanted him around, which obviously they did, then, then let it go. He's, he's not only uh, a very, very good offensive tackle. He's one of the best guys in the locker room, one of the best leaders on that franchise. So I think that is a, uh, an under-the-radar move, if you will, for the Rams. Under-the-radar because it's an offensive lineman. People don't like talking about that. It's not very sexy to talk they about. They never do. Those not. poor guys. Yeah. And then, and then, two, it's a guy who was already on the roster. So it doesn't feel like a win. I'm telling you, that's a win for him coming back. Big time, for sure. All things considered, how do you kind of see the Rams season playing out this year with a very difficult schedule um, and just all things considered the changes additions being made go through the go through the schedule go th go through the division so hard <laughs> you could make an argument okay Arizona you could say what you want but you could make an argument that all four teams could win the division big time and you're talking about the division that produced the NFC champion the representative of the Super Bowl last year, right? And you're and talking the year about before. And, the year and, before, and the year before, right? And the year before. And oh, okay, so we're talking about the Niners and the Rams with those two distinctions. Oh, how about Russell Wilson still pitching it around with young receivers who are getting better out there as well, and a, and a defense that's getting that's getting a little bit more beefed up. I mean, it is. And then Kyler Murray to me showed more than what I what I thought he would show in uh, in his rookie year. I mean, he made some dynamic plays. And, of course, Fitzgerald's coming back for one more year. The DeAndre Hopkins signing for Arizona is Huge. enormous. Uh, they've used some capital to uh, firm up their defense as well. You could make an argument. You, in fact, I'm just doing this off the top of my head. I think you could make an argument that the NFC West probably has, not necessarily is the best division, depending on you know what you think of it, but um, – but has the division where you could argue easily all four teams with a shot to win the division or all four teams to be playoff teams. Absolutely. So, so the Rams better be tight from, from week one because it is going to be a wild ride, and they're right there in the mix. I mean, they, they've got the playoff experience. They've got the talent. Let's see how the running back position continues to, to flush itself out. You used, obviously, no first-round pick, but the second-round pick on uh, Akers – uh, and people, yeah. people liked him. Uh, so, so yeah, the kids coming in, the old guys coming back, the coaching staff a little bit shuffled around. It uh, should be a fun year, especially in a brand-new stadium. Oh, Lord, back to that point. I just hope that the Rams fans who have been waiting for this uh, get to experience it full and, and firsthand. I really believe we are going to play the season. I believe we will play a full 16-game regular season in playoffs I, I think that the, there's definitely still a question about whether or not we're going to have fans in the stands. Right, for sure. But we're, we're all staying positive here and hoping for the best because that stadium yeah. 
looks great. <laughs> um, I, okay, wait, when's the last time you've been over there and how complete, like, is it, is it like 90% done right it's now? almost done. We were supposed to have Taylor Swift open, have a concert, right, Matt? Um, yeah, big end concert, of July, I think. End of July, so they were, we were very on to, schedule. Yeah. Um, but well, I saw... Well, on that note, I, oh, yeah. as the season ticket holder, you know, I, I, I get, like, inside track on SoFi Stadium events. I was going to buy Taylor Swift tickets <laughs> just to say I was at the first. No kidding. No kidding. I, I, uh, and, uh, and, and they were sold out. She sold that thing out in like three hours. Yeah. And I missed the window where you got to be clicking your mouse to refresh. So I bought Kenny, Kenny Chesney, Chesney. <laughs> for the next weekend. And yeah. And you know, my buddies would probably rather go to that one than, 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 than Taylor Swift, just musically speaking, but they unfortunately postponed. I just found out last week they postponed that one. So, so I love the first that event, you're just like repping hard. Like you're like, yeah, I want to go into this new stadium. This is awesome. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've, I, so I've been around the NFL long enough uh, and I've covered, Ooh, I've covered stadium openings. I mean, you know, my whole career, there is, there is a buzz. There is a, uh, just a feeling of anything is possible and the romance of this is our home. This is state of the art. The whole NFL is watching. And not only what could happen this year, but this stadium is going to be around for 30 years or whatever. All of the things that we will see, experience, and just marvel at. There, there's something that, that just stirs up the, the poetic, romantic nature inside all of us, I think, when it comes to a brand new building. And it nobody gave me goosebumps. <laughs> and I know that Stan Kroenke would not have anything else other than the best of the best. Absolutely. And, and you talk about the entertainment capital of the world putting on a show where it's going to be the centerpiece for not only Rams football and Chargers football, but for worldwide, world-renowned events, oh, man, it's going to be awesome. I'm so and excited. I, I used to go like once a month for to film like updates and whatnot, and I, you can see all the pictures you want, but until you see it in person, it's just really it's unbelievable. Yeah. Okay, can wait. Now I'm doing this. I'm doing this uh, Zoom with you guys here. Does that do? Do I get once we once we are a little bit more loose with our social distancing regulations yes. here in California? Do do I get an invite to come and see the stadium? We're gonna oh, we'll, we'll set you up with the right peeps. We got you, Scott. Oh, I that, love that's it. yeah. That's in. That's done. I, I follow a Sean McFay's fiance, Veronica, and they went to the stadium yesterday and she okay. posted a picture and I was like, oh man. <laughs> so I used to live at the stadium with Matt and like the rest of the video team. We go and, and send updates, but it's coming along and it's really exciting. And again, it's like, we're making it the sports mecca of the world yeah. here. It's, it's, yeah. it's so exciting. Um, have you, guys seen, you guys have a studio inside of there, obviously, I'm, I'm assuming. Is that, is that all going to be just... Because the video board is going to be that gargantuan, like, wait. wraparound thing, right? And you can show it's different literally... images on the inside and the outside. The Oculus is the first of its kind, so. Uh, and it's literally the entire length of the field. Like, yeah, the dimensions of the field, just put a video board straight above it, and that's the Oculus. Wow. Now, now question here. When there are uh, let's talk eastern time zone here when it's a four o'clock eastern kickoff one o'clock pacific will you be showing nfl red zone on the oculus 
for the fans that are filing into the stadium. Of course. The, we do it. We do it at the Coliseum. We got you. Yeah. Yes, yes, absolutely. Your, your face will be so gargantuan on the Oculus. And it'll say season ticket holder, yes. Scott Hansen. Let's go. He's here Let's go. in spirit. <laughs> Let's go. That's and, and by the way, so everyone thinks, oh, it's awesome to get on the, on the, you know, the Jumbotron or whatever. And, 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 you know, you get up there and you, I always think, so I do the same thing. I do a stadium show uh, at the Super Bowl. Maybe a couple of years ago, you guys might remember. Yep, I remember. I'm the one who hosts the Super Bowl. And it's just a show that is only seen on the grounds of the Super Bowl. So you've got to be one of the, whatever, 70,000 people that has a Super Bowl ticket to see this show that, that myself and my colleagues do. Just getting fans hyped up as they file in two, three hours before the game. People want to see warm-ups in the Super Bowl. So I'm up on the on the big screen, right? At whatever stadium the Super Bowl is in, I'm on the big screen. And I always think that morning of Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday morning, I'm hyped for the game. And then I'm like, I look, and this is going to reveal my vanity. I look in the mirror and I'm like, do I got a pimple anywhere? Because if, if I got a blemish, They're it's going to be the it. size of a dinner plate up on the big screen. <laughs> so on the freaking Oculus, I can't imagine if I've got some – some something going on with with my face uh, it is it is you know make sure you check before you go and do red zone because it will be double the problem all the people watching oh, you on tv true. and then think of just the oculus 100 <laughs> 100 um, so. scott you've made us so happy i have one other thing that makes me so happy um for those that don't know the watts rams is a youth football program coached by lapd officers and so in celebration of the Rams' new look, new uniforms, new logo, everything, the team hooked up uh, Watts Rams players and coaches with some new swag. And they also got a, um, a featured letter from this guy, you might have heard of him, Aaron Donald. The officers um, who are the coaches delivered the gift boxes to all of their players. It's just That's like awesome. this awesome thing that could be done that the Rams were like, Let's do this for the kids. Um, I'm sure something like this, kids were just like, oh my gosh, I still have this note from Aaron Donald when they're 80 years old. I'm sure it'll right. happen. Has there been any moment for you that you've experienced as a kid growing up that's like, oh, that's a, that was just that one small moment? Yeah, okay, uh, I, I have, and uh, can I have two? Yeah, it was, totally. at the same, it was at the same event, it was oh. at the same event. Uh, and the reason it's in the, it's actually in the forefront of my mind right now because one of my quarantine projects, besides fostering my sweet little girl there, uh, one of my projects for quarantine is going through old photos and scanning them into into digital. I and mean, I grew up in the old, you know, just actual printed out, you know, the, the photo finish, photo mat photos. So I've got boxes of these, and I was going through some, and I saw a picture. And it has an L.A. connection, too. I saw a picture of me as maybe junior high, as, as I'm guessing. And a, my brother and one of my, my football teammates from junior high was in the picture. And we're all smiling. It's not like a banquet. And the guy leaning over to make us smile and shaking our hands was Marcus Allen. And so, and this was Marcus Allen, where he probably still would have been in the league at that time. Uh, and, and, you know, obviously Super Bowl champion and Heisman Trophy winner and, um, you know, every Mr. All Everything, like meeting him as a young football player. And it was, at, it was at like a football banquet. Um, 
and and he was there. But at the very same banquet, there was another uh, football luminary, and he was only a football luminary at that time. He was not known for what he's known for now. I go to the next photo, right? I'm going through all these photos. I, I see Marcus Allen. Wow, that's awesome. I turn the next one, OJ Simpson. And, and OJ's got a big smile on his face and he's like, you know, being all over us and everything like that. And yeah, this is of course before everything happened, uh, happened, but uh, I was Amazing. like, wow, okay. I'll scan both of them just so I have them digitally. But I think the, yeah, the Marcus one is probably the one I'll, I'll have to repost at some time. So for these kids with the, with the uh, Watts, what's it, the Watts? Watts Rams, yeah, yeah. Watts Rams. I mean, Aaron Donald is, is, you know, one of, if not the biggest name in, in defensive football today. They'll never, ever forget that. And right. knowing Aaron a little bit like I do, I bet you he had a ball. Uh, blessing those kids with with uh, some time and, and the gear and everything else like that. Yeah, he's such a, a nice guy. It's annoying. It's like, oh, you're good at your at your job. Oh, and you're a nice person. It's yeah. too much. Just relax. Yeah. Yeah. Um, quickly, news from around the NFL. Not like you're mean. Yeah, could you? You're mean to the people that we want you to be mean to on the fields in That's full it. protective gear. Um, news from the NFL. Gronk. Rob Gronkowski says he's four protein shakes away from playing weight. Now, I don't doubt that he can get back to football shape, but if he had gone like, do you think if he has this crazy good year coming back, do you think that more players will end up leaving and taking a retirement and then coming back? Like, is this going to, is Gronk setting a standard like, hey, I can come back, no problem. I rested my body and now I'm good to go for Tom Brady. Um, I, okay. Uh, well, I think you're asking two questions there. One, like, what do I think Gronk can contribute? Because if he's four protein shakes away, what are those porterhouse? What is he drinking? Right. Into a blender or something like that. I mean, whatever. He's putting yeah, cows in his protein shake. Yeah. He, 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 he'll get himself to playing with. I have no doubt about that. Uh, what do I expect out of Gronk? Here's what I expect. I do not expect peak Gronk, meaning 60, 70, 80 catches, okay, first down through third down, you know, just being a weapon. I definitely think Gronk could, could threaten double-digit touchdowns this year. Because okay. when they get inside the 20, Brady and Gronk are, right, they got a mind meld. Yeah. And, and, and even if Gronk is running a tenth slower in his 40-yard dash or two-tenths slower, whatever, down there, open, open air speed is not the name of the game. It's body position. It's hands. It's, it's recognizing the defense. And Brady and, and Gronk are going to find a way. And look at the Tampa Bay offense last year. The people forget this. The Tampa Bay offense was tied for fourth in the NFL in points scored. And that's with Jameis Winston throwing 30 interceptions. Okay, Brady ain't going to throw half that many interceptions, right? So this is going to be a good offense, and it could be a great offense. And, and I think Gronk will provide, especially down goal line, red zone, he is going to be an absolute threat uh, with, you know, having a year on his body fresh and having the quarterback that he knows and trusts and a quarterback who knows and trusts him. So that's the first part of the question. Second part of the question um, is uh, – Gronk taking a year off, will he set a precedent? I think yes and no is the answer. Okay. 
No, because football is a game where you got to stay. you got to keep that razor's edge. So the average guy, I don't think, is going to be able to, to take it's only time off and be able to come back. And Rob Gronkowski. That can it, it is, if you are elite, if you are elite, and if you're elite and you leave a little early. Yeah. This isn't, this isn't 37 year old Gronk saying I'm done, I'm retired, and then trying to come back at 39 years old. Right. That's not what we're talking about. He said his body was beat up like, like a lot of football players get at the end of any given season. Sure. And he stepped away. He got himself right. His favorite teammate is playing at a new team that was available to acquire him. And it came up. So, so do I think it'll set a precedent? No, not league-wide. Do I think we could see it again if it's a successful experiment for Gronk? Yes, but from only from elite level or Pro Bowl players that the league would want to say, hey, we don't care if you've had a year off. We know you can do this. Come back and, and do it for us. For sure. So, so, yeah, it'll be fascinating to watch on both those both those counts. And the Rams are playing uh, in Tampa Bay this season. So just add to that fun schedule of difficulty, to say the least. Um, 100%. Matt, it's that time. Already? It is. Already. <laughs> All right. It's Serena's socially distant social segment. Um, Mr. Hanson, I saw on your Twitter header you have a picture of you standing at the top of a mountain. Can you give us a little background or where you are and what it was like? Well, first of all, if I can call you Matt or Matthew, <laughs> I'm, I'm Scott. I don't need to be Mr. Hanson, but thank you for the respect. I appreciate it. I appreciate you, bro. Yeah, so if you're talking about the one that's like, I think it's my header on my Twitter account. Yes, you are on uh, top of a tall place. That, that has a California connection. That is the summit of Mount Whitney. California residents might be familiar with it. It's, it's actually over closer to the Nevada uh, border. Okay. But Mount Whitney is the highest peak in the 48 contiguous states. It's the highest peak in the United States outside of Alaska. Uh, McKinley, wow. in Alaska is the highest. And you can climb it without being a technical mountain climber. You don't, you're not like with pickaxe and ropes and stuff like that. You can, you can climb it without being, yeah, without being a technical mountain climber. And so I went and did that. I don't know what year that was. I don't know, like 2010, maybe 2008, something like that. And they say you're not really supposed to try and go up and back in the same day. You're supposed to camp out somewhere along the mountain. Maybe like vertigo situations would happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can get altitude sickness. Because when you're up there, if you look at that photo, I'm above the clouds. Amazing. There, there, there are cloud, there's cloud level down below my feet, which is just, but it's a, it's a thrill. So of course, as a challenge, I went up and back in the same day. And I played football all my life, all the way through college, played major division one college football. I, I don't ever remember a practice or a game or a training session where I was as exhausted as I was climbing Mount Whitney up and back in the same day. But heck of a picture though. I, the I picture's love amazing. That's really that's good. So cool. Yeah. Um, also recently I saw an article about you not being able to use the restroom when you're in the middle of a red zone broadcast. So I would like to pit these two physical feats of strength against one another. <laughs> hypothetical scenarios. And you tell me if you'd rather experience this in the middle of hiking up a mountain or in the middle of a red zone broadcast. Okay. Okay. Hit me. All right. <laughs> First one, you run out of water. Uh, oh, during a red zone broadcast, 100%, because I don't even drink water anyway, because I can't go to the bathroom. Right. Smart. Uh, you drop your energy bar on the ground. Oof. 
during red zone because I load up with a huge breakfast on Sunday morning and I can, I can keep going. Climbing a mountain, if you run out of energy, you run out of calories, you're in trouble. You're going to be eating dirt or something, I assume. Right. Finding like a right. <laughs> Oh, these berries don't look too poisonous. Yeah, right. Exactly. Nobody's ever died from berries before. All right. Uh, freezing cold and you need a blanket. Do you get cold in um, studio? I'm always cold in studio. <laughs> yeah, we keep our studio pretty frosty. Um, but because I'm so energetic when I'm I, doing the show, I, my body heat, I think, rises to the, rises to the level. Um, I could say either on that one because if, I, if it happened during a, a mountain excursion, I keep an emergency. It is a, it's wrapped up and it's about the size. It's tiny, a little, almost the size of a double deck of cards. Okay. That is a, it's one of those astronaut, um, looks like aluminum foil. Yeah, they give them to marathon body. runners. They give them to marathon yeah. runners, yep. Yeah, it's to retain body heat. So I keep an emergency one of those. So if it happened to be mountain climbing, I, I would pull out that bad boy and, and uh, you know, stay alive. That's amazing. Technology. Uh, your mom calls with some tragic news. Oh, oh my gosh. Got him. Got him. Okay, this is going to be bad. I'd rather that happen either mountain way. climbing. I'd rather that happen mountain climbing, and here's why: because you probably wouldn't get any cell reception up at the top of the mountain, mm -hmm. and it would delay me hearing the bad news. I mean, unless it was emergency and I got to leave right now, but it was my mom telling me bad news. Right. I could wait. I could. I could. I wouldn't even know what was happening, so I'd be up on the mountain enjoying God's beauty up there, and then I'd find out the bad news when I came back down. Off That's true. True. Smart, true. Logical. Uh, you feel bugs crawling up your leg. Ooh. Um, if a bug made it in a studio, that thing is probably an Aaron Donald bug, right? Like how, like the bugs in nature, I'm like, all right. But if you survived the air conditioning, all of the metal and makeup somehow and still <laughs> made it, right, went through makeup. Air. Yeah, that's a super bug. That, that, uh, I would rather have that happen mountain climbing because <laughs> I think I could probably, I could probably, you know, you said bugs, plural. So I could probably knock them off my boots, my legs, wherever they were, and then just keep on moving. And, you know, they couldn't be all the way all over the mountain. Funny story about that, actually. I also climbed Mount Kilimanjaro what? in Africa. Yeah, which is, I reckon, anyone who wants an adventure in their life, go and climb Mount Kilimanjaro. Again, it's, you do not need technical mountain climbing expertise. You don't have to have, you know, ropes and the picks and the, and the, and the anchors and stuff like that, but it takes four or five days. Some people take six days to do it. You camp on the mountain and it's the highest plateau on the whole continent of Africa. And when you make it up there to the top, it is, it is a rush like, like you've won the Super Bowl. So, the interesting thing about that, I bring it up with the bugs, is this. Kilimanjaro sits on the, on the border of Kenya and Tanzania. And you actually, you start on the Tanzanian side and, and go up. But it's so tall, you go through, I think it's five ecosystems you climb through. It is African plains at the bottom. And then the vegetation starts to die off the higher you get. And you, it, when you get up to the top, the ecosystem is Arctic glacier. There is only ice and rock up there. What? There is no plant life. There's no That's animal insane. life. So when you climb up, you go through these day by day. You go through these ecological changes, and it's just amazing to see. Well, day one, I'm hiking down at the base, and there had been some rain uh, earlier, uh, you know, somewhere on the mountain. And, and so the path was, was a little bit muddy. And uh, 
I, I go through and my guide, you have to have a guide because you cannot do it by yourself. And my guide was uh, African, he was Tanzanian. And he, he looks back, he goes, keep walking fast. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like thinking, what, lion, something, you know, I'm thinking, whatever, my imagination running wild. I start walking really fast. And then after about 50 yards, he stops me, he goes, look, turn around and look on the ground. We had walked through an entire patch of fire ants. Oh, no. Yeah, like Tanzanian oh. fire ants. And they were all over the place. And, and you couldn't see them because they, they were blending into the, to the soil. Nope. But I took, a, uh, I took a picture or video. It didn't really come out that well. But they were everywhere. It was like Indiana freaking Jones. Like if you had stopped and st stood on it, stood flat for a moment, they would have been all the way up you and you'd been cooked at the beginning oh, of the journey. Man. So. Yeah. So in other words, I'll take the bugs mountain climbing because I can keep moving. Scott Hansen yeah. became the uh, most mysterious man in the universe. Most interesting <laughs> man. Serena probably just time traveled back to her Nat Geo days. Yeah, I used to work at National Geographic. So I'm like, oh man, I love this. <laughs> Respect. What's the coolest thing you've ever seen? Coolest single thing on earth you've ever seen? Wild From lions. Wild lions. Yeah, they're crazy. Where were you? Um, I didn't end up going to Africa. Um, this was a separate trip, but I was in, um, I was, I travel everywhere. I probably am trying to be the most interesting woman in the world too. And Matt makes fun of me because I've gotten dengue fever and I have done yeah, all the first sorts 30 of minutes. I met her. We're just <laughs> a wild going to Bali and Indonesia, all that, but seeing a wild cat, um, out in the, in the wild, <laughs> It's crazy. Wow. It was, um, where was I? I was in Asia. I wasn't in, I've never gone to Africa. I haven't gone there yet. I, okay. I managed all of the social media for National Geographic for a year. So wow. I was hosting all of the live, like big cat week and all that stuff. So I saw it. And then when I get to travel, I was like, oh, this is kind of what this is looking like. Wow. So, and but so now, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. And so now, unfortunately, I assume everyone refers to you as Carol Baskin. Oh, for me, right. thankfully, I didn't, <laughs> Tiger King for the win. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, no, the big cats are amazing. I So I just went, to, um, I've been to Africa, well, I've been to Africa several times, but specifically countries, I've been to Kenya twice. And they have the Maasai Mara up in the northern, uh, the northern portion of Kenya. And I was on the Maasai Mara Game Preserve, and they have, they've got everything. They've got what they call the big five animals up there, but the lions, of course, is whatever it wants to see. And this last time I decided to go for an adventure and I stayed in a resort with air quotes that was tents. Um, and they were permanent tents, but still there were tents. It was canvas, canvas uh, walls to the, to the building that you were in. So I had a solo one myself and I'm in there the first night and it was mating season for the lions. This is oh, last no. uh, July. And the lions were coming right to the edge of the bush and were growling. The male lions were growling. And when you hear a male lion growl, it comes from a place inside of their chest is the only way I can describe it, where it, it, it sounds like a lion growling like you've seen in movies and TV. But when you know that it's right there and, and, and canvas is the only thing between you and it, you know that there is something primal and something that where you just got to be like king of the jungle. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna threaten that. And I, I slept because 
I slept like this, at, like at attention. I didn't want to mm. move because I thought, okay, wait, do they smell fear? Do they, can they tell? Because if they're hungry, there's oh nothing God. stopping them. There's oh, nothing yeah. stopping them. Oh my gosh. Uh, that should I be would... a good Nat Geo show of just like when lions growl and then it's like watching like the hyena and different animals going, it's cool, it's cool. Like, and they just right. Back. And, and, and that's all they got to do. The males, that's all they got to do just to say, here's who I am. Yeah. You know? And oh, that was, that was a thrill. I, I recommend everybody go on an African safari. And I haven't and, gone to Africa because I'm so scared of bugs. I killed a spider yesterday in my apartment and I, I mean, it, it just okay. gets you. Two misnomers about Africa. <laughs> One, that it's super hot all the time. Yeah. You gotta remember, Africa's a continent and, and it, it stretches up into the north. It's, it's Sahara Desert. Now, it, it's hot up there and I've been up there and into the edge of the Sahara Desert. But you go all the way down to like South Africa and stuff. And then like Kenya is a very elevated uh, country. And uh -huh. like, Nairobi, Kenya. I was in Nairobi, Kenya in July, and you would think, oh, you are just sweltering and everything. No, it's an elevated city, so the elevation mm -hmm. uh, cools the air off a bit, and uh, heat is not that bad. And so, therefore, I bugs, yeah, I had some bugs. It depends. If you go on safari, what you want to do is go near a, like, something playing out in front of you, like a kill. Like, oh, okay, lion's got a zebra or something. And they'll drive the Jeep. You have to have guides, and you're in the Jeep. You're not allowed to get out of the Jeep. Oh, I'm not getting out of that thing. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's better than Jurassic Park because you don't have to – you can drive anywhere you want to go, like in the, in the game preserves. Yeah, uh, yeah. In Samara, it was that way. So your guide will drive you up 20 feet away from lions eating the remains of a zebra. Well, when you get that close, I cannot tell you the number of flies that are around. Yeah. I mean, I was trying to shoot video and the flies were like going in my mouth, going in my ears, going up my nostrils. If I had my eyes open, they were, they were just everywhere, just coated. And I, I was taking a video and I like flipped it back around on myself just to show how many flies Whoa. were all over the place. And it was like, oh yeah, it was uncomfortable. Uh, but there's a special branch. There is a special branch of a tree in Kenya where all you need to do is rip off a little twig with the leaves still on. And you just, you go like this. You may, maybe seen like in whatever, like African themed movies. I think it was on Lion King. It's <laughs> like some chieftain <laughs> is going like this on his shoulders. Yeah. You think, is that like some kind of symbol of power? No, it's, it's keeping flies off of you. Amazing. If you take this certain branch, my, my guide taught me about it, this certain branch, and you just hit yourself on the shoulder. You don't have to touch your face or anything. The, the, the leaves secrete some type of scent that is a natural bug repellent. That's what and, I mean. and I was golden after that. I was like, but the problem is your arm gets tired of doing this after a while. Okay. You're just tapping yourself on the shoulder with this, with this branch sticking out, you know. Oh. Uh, but, oh, it's, it's great, man. If you love nature, if you love animals, if you love just adventure, uh, uh, oh, yeah, a, 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 a safari, few-day safari, see all the animals, see the great migration, the million wildebeest moving from place to place as they migrate, as they've done for centuries, otherworldly stuff. I got to get him on a play-by-play -play for like Big Cat Week or so. I mean, maybe yeah, there's probably. something where you do your football, but then, you know, in the off season, I can connect you with some National Geographic people. Hey, I love it. If it'll get me <laughs> on the road, I, I, I'll go. 
That's I got one more, one more go. hypothetical go for scenario it, for the mountain or red zone broadcast. Everyone around you breaks out into song and dance. Oh, definitely on the mountain. On the mountain for two reasons. One, it would entertain you maybe a little bit depending on the quality of their song and dance. Two, they couldn't keep it up that long. If you're up in altitude, oxygen is at <laughs> premium and, and no, ain't no one finishing an entire, you know, Hamilton production up, up 20,000 feet in the air. Uh, and, and actually for a third reason, when my mic, you guys know, you're TV professionals, when my mic goes hot, when it's on, on Red Zone, no one in the studio is allowed to talk because we don't want to have any bleed-in noise. So right. give, me, give me the mountain for the, for the song and dance. That's amazing. I, I gonna, love these hypotheticals. I, I know. Them. I was like, wow, Matt, we just learned a lot about Scott. Um, we will end with a quick say what. Um, I end with a quote from someone from the team and uh, the new defensive coordinator, Brandon Staley. Uh, he spoke today about getting guys ready and balancing out the vets with some of the newer players. And he said this, and I love this quote, football is football when it comes to a guy like Aaron Donald. My wife will get Aaron Donald to play well if she coached him. Is there, a question for you, is there anyone that Aaron Donald could not be coached by? <laughs> like if fire no. ants were coaching uh, Okay, wait, maybe you're asking me who would mess up Aaron Donald? Yeah, who what are we? Like, who could diminish his talent? Um, <laughs> Oh, a puppy, maybe Viddy. Be like, oh, how she's about, too cute. I'm distracted. How about Delilah? Delilah? The Bible. She was the one that cut <laughs> Samson's hair. Not the one from and, New York City? Uh, hey there, no, Delilah. <laughs> no, no, wait, wait. Is she the, it doesn't, there's never a lot of Delilah who's like the romantic uh, DJ or whatever. You maybe. call in and you're like, hey, Delilah, I ah! love I love Jenny and I want to tell her how I really feel. Would you play, you know, da 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 love song? Anyway, but uh, yeah, Delilah, because maybe if, if she could find out Samson's weakness, maybe she could find out Aaron Donald's weakness and uh, if he has one and, so. and somehow undercut his abilities. Outside of that, no. Let, put, him, put him in between the tackles anywhere you want. Let him go. Just anywhere on defense, like he yep. can, he can just he can coach yeah, himself. Right, yeah. doesn't matter. It's fine. It's AD. Um, wow, that this is an amazing podcast. This is one of my favorites. Thank you, Scott Hanson. That's a wrap. Another episode of Ramblin' in the book. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, um, and you can learn about animals and football in this podcast. So that, and we'll have more of these throughout the off season. Rams fans, don't forget, if you want more All Things Rams, we've got another official Rams podcast led by Jamie Long called Rams Revealed. This week's guest, Hunter Johnny Hecker. Until then, stay safe and healthy, my friends.